Welcome back to another episode of Money Talks. This is Hugh Meyer. Hope you're doing well. Remember, we are connecting thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and business experts to you, the small business owner and entrepreneur. Really excited today to have my guest. She is the founder and CEO of DinoSafe, Rebecca Romanucci. Rebecca is a former Shark Take winner, serial entrepreneur, and nurse for over 25 years. In this episode, we're going to learn more about her background, how she came to her idea of the DinoSafe, her experience on Shark Tank, and what she is seeing overall as an entrepreneur. Remember, if you like this episode, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and we'll be back with another episode. Thank you, and hope you enjoy this episode. Rebecca, welcome to the Money Talks podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm well. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very super excited to have you on. I'm sure our our get our audience is going to really enjoy watching this when they learn more about you and your background. Um, so, with that, let's get right into everything. Let's just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. So, um, my father was in the Navy, so I lived a bunch of different places. I don't have one place that I really call home. Um, I graduated high school in Bermuda, for example, and wow. uh, lived in Guam <laughs> and just all sorts of crazy things. But um, I'm a registered nurse and um, I uh, uh, started in labor and delivery and worked through uh, administrative type of positions and um, started my own business in the Dallas area, sold that to Bootstrap um, Dynasty, my current project. Wow. So you've, you've been all over the world. So what, if, if there, do you have a favorite uh, location or spot that you've lived at or visited that uh, you could share with us? Oh, by far it's Bermuda. Yeah. Okay. You know, but it was my uh, high school years, you know, so I think we all have an affinity for that naturally, but um, you know, it's, it's so beautiful. It's a British colony. You drive on the wrong side of the road and um, you know, you just, uh, feel like you're in a different country than you are. Um, but, uh, you know, I lived there when Princess Diana and Charles got married. So it was a lot of British activity going on. It was very exciting and beautiful. But, well, you have a very unique and broad perspective of the world, um, living all over the, you know, living all over the world, as you described. So maybe talk to us about what the genesis uh, was or is of, of DinoSafe kind of how you got to there, because you obviously, you have an entrepreneurial spirit, you have entrepreneurial blood, if you will. So you, you know, you, there was also things that you learned from your first startup, if you will, that probably helped you there. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Sure. So my, um, my husband uh, is in the army reserves, and he um, has served seven times in the war zone. And he, oh, well, thank you. Thank you for um, that. It, and uh, one of the times he returned, I, I noticed how broken um, a lot of the soldiers and families were. And so I, uh, I noticed my husband with a little PTSD kind of episodes as well. So I, I very early on started thinking there has to be a solution, some, some way that uh, these soldiers can be independent and self-reliant and still receive things that they need, um, groceries, medication, that kind of thing, without going to the store because that's such a difficulty with PTSD. So uh, from there, uh, I just kept that in the back of my mind. And I had a business, um, a medical type business, and I sent some product to a customer, about $500 of product. And she claimed she never received it. So Amazon had already set the precedence of 
well, we'll just send you more. So I pulled another $500 products off my, my shelf and sent that to her. And, you know, so here I'm out shipping, you know, and um, $500. And then one of my nurses receives a phone call from the porch pirate and they gave him a full refund for the product. So I'm now out $1,000. And it was then that the light bulb went off. Um, I, I realized part of that story happened, people claiming that they don't receive it. Right. It was the returning of it that I was like, this is what's really killing small business and large business. But it, in particularly, it was a huge hit for my bottom line. And so that's when I said, nope, I got to do this. And we moved to Scottsdale. I sold that business and bootstrap um, Dynasty. Wow. That's, I mean, it's, that's a great story. I mean, you really, you know, as all entrepreneurs, they all have failed or, or they all have huge difficulties as far as in their, in their, you know, when they're starting out as entrepreneurs and they take that, that those lessons, if you will, and really bring that to their, their next venture or adventure, if you will, um, to really make it a success. So that brings us to, to DinoSafe. Talk, you know, I guess, talk us through, or first, you know, talk us through, you know, what it is, and then obviously we'll get to the, you know, the exciting story of, of Shark Tank. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Dynasafe is a temperature-controlled container. It's patented. Um, it secures to your uh, porch or side of your house or in your garage, um, and it provides protection for all deliveries from theft and tampering. But because it is climate-controlled. It protects perishable items like groceries, medications, uh, de delivered food from the elements, um, keeping them safe for consumption and use. So it gives peace of mind to both the retailer and the end-use customer that things are safe as they should be for you to use and have happy customers. That's, that's amazing. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, after so many years of, of seeing all the... Um, the updates from your neighborhood that, you know, this was stolen and that was stolen off my porch and people are waiting. I mean, what a, a, an insightful and amazing product that you you've, you came up with and are now obviously running a very successful business on. So you put this all together and then maybe take us through Shark, the Shark well, Tank. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get to Shark Tank. Let, oh, me, okay. let me just go back a step, though. Please. Um, to, because you you gave me something uh, to think about. So I started uh, this process in 2017. And I think a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, um, uh, you, you have to have that passion. Like you said, you have to have that struggle. So when that happened to me in my prior business, that really motivated me, um, give, giving me drive to get this done. In 2017, I did a lot of research. I got, I applied for the patent in 2018, I got the patent, but what else happened in 2018? Amazon purchases Whole Foods. So now I'm doing what entrepreneurs should do. I'm attending conferences. I'm going, I'm getting in the trenches and, and talking to retailers and figuring out what the real problems are. I'm talking, I'm interviewing customers and, and figuring out would they have something like this? You know, all those things, the homework the foundation you absolutely have to do. And in that process, the market is changing. And so I'm going to grocery conferences, huge conferences, and uh, it was announced Amazon purchased Whole Foods. And the, these, you know, if you can imagine what a grocery executive looks like, 
in an industry that hasn't changed right. in hundreds of years, right? <laughs> right? And so you can get this picture in your head, they're elderly, you know, right. because they've earned their way, you know, worked their way hard. Um, so they're, they're becoming panicked. They, they saw what happened to Sears and right. they're saying, if I don't pivot, this is gonna happen to us too. And these are huge chains, you know, right. the Albertsons, the Safeways, the, um, so I'm paying attention to this and I'm, I'm uh, noticing that uh, the most desperate in all of e-commerce now is, is grocery. And so I have a solution. So it's just how, what do I do next? So I take that, I start working hard. I start, uh, I, I get a person on my team who has all these relationships, a great advisor. And I start interviewing grocery executives and surveying and, and they participate because they want a solution. Um, and then uh, uh, what else happens in the, in the market? Um, 2019, I'm making a lot of progress and then COVID hits in 2020. Right. And then my whole, you know, everybody wants to order groceries online. People are afraid to go to the grocery store or know that they're at risk when they do. Um, our most at risk population is, you know, most desperate for a solution. So what I wanted to do was democratize, you know, the ability to receive the items you need to survive. Um, and so it just kind of grew from there. Um, so during 2020, uh, 2020, in the beginning, January, um, COVID is happening. I'm already on a mission to be on Shark Tank. How, what, what does that look like? So of course I do my homework. I start researching. W what did other people do? Um, I watched every single episode, all wow. 11, you know, 11 years in, um, uh, during 2020 and, and thought, you know, I took notes and I said, okay, the, the, this is the average bid that is, that gets a deal. Um, these are the characteristics of the people that get Mark Cuban math. You know, these are uh, how to <laughs> piss off Barbara, you know, it's like, okay, I'm not going to do those things. And, you know, I just studied and studied patterns and, um, uh, with coronavirus, um, you had to only apply online. So I did. And I knew it's 50% about your business and 50% about your story. It's, right. it's reality TV. So um, I uh, sent in my application and it's a year long process of interviews and more documents to fill out. And each step of the way, um, you're being told they have to. It's like they, they have to on their, each step of the way. You know, this doesn't mean that you will be on the show. You could be dropped at any time, you know, all it, and it's like, oh my gosh, if you say that one more time, you know, and <laughs> in the meantime, I mean, you're really building up. Um, so many people are like, oh, you should do that. Uh, you know, you're, you'll never make it, you know, all of those naysayers. And um, you're realizing, I'm realizing that I'm spending money doing this. Right. And, and so I have to judge um, is what is it I really want from Shark Tank? I'm pre-revenue. I'm going to be pre-revenue when I'm on the show. So I'm not going to receive the benefit of, of you know, millions in sales right, on the right. night it airs. So what is my benefit? And of course, it's exposure. I, I looked at categories in my, uh, well, I, I looked at episodes that had my category. So there's box lock and there's ring. And on, when it's on the show, it was called uh, Doorbot. Right. And yep. neither of them got a deal. And so now I'm really studying uh, not only about what 
I would have, you know, could have done differently perhaps to get a deal if they really wanted a deal. And um, I noticed that some of the things that they did as business owners, um, so they made iterations and they went ahead and went to sales. So in order to do that, they had to raise money, right? which means they gave away equity. So by the time they were on the show, they didn't own a lot of their business. Um, I still own 96% of my, of my business. Good so for you. I, have del- I deliberately chose to stop before making iterations because one of the things I noticed as I speak with Walmart, that's where you get the largest orders, right? So when right. you go to Walmart, your basket is full. Uh, so when you order from Walmart, you have more than 135 items at that delivery. So it's huge. Um, they want a huge container on their customers' porches. Right. Um, Ogre, the rest of them, no, their orders are a little bit smaller than that. And they want to accommodate their customers and, you know, their customers have huge porches. And, you know, so it's a different container. And then speaking with Amazon, you only, when you get an order from Amazon, it may be two a day, four a week, you know, 15 a month, whatever it is, but it's a couple of things, right? It's a couple of things that kind of trickle in. And even when you order groceries from them, it's a smaller order. So right. they want a smaller box. So I thought I kind of put it all together and said, I'm not going to make those steps or take those steps that uh, Ring and um, Box Select did. I'm going to stop and I'm going to find the right partner. And whoever partners with me, we will make that container and we'll start there. And, you know, and I will still have a lot of negotiating room, you know, choosing to, to wait for the right partner um, before I give away a tremendous amount of equity. So on the show, that's where I was. That was my position. Um, I knew and I'm sure they knew I was there for exposure. If I'm not going to get one of you, I'm going to get somebody who's, who's watching to give me a call. And that is right. what's happened. Right. So, you know, um, I did walk out with a couple of deals, but, uh, well, a, well, a couple of op- offers and I took one with and ended up with Mark and, uh, Robert on, on a deal with me. Um, so, you know, the, the whole process is torture. It really is. You, you really get in check with your emotions. Um, uh, you know, you wish you could see a psychiatrist, <laughs> you know, I mean, your anxiety is like so high. Um, I'm naturally an emotional person. And one of the things that I was afraid of was uh, doing the ugly cry on national right. TV, right? And I didn't. Um, and that was good. But I think I was focused on not doing that. <laughs> um, again, it comes down to 50% about your business. Right. And, and made for TV moment. And uh, I, I don't think my husband came with me. We didn't have enough drama. So in order to be filming, they filmed in Vegas um, and they kind of took over a part of a, uh, one of the casino, uh, you know, hotel things. And we had to stay in the hotel room for two weeks. We had three COVID tests during that period of time. And, you know, if you walked out into the hallway, you could be sent home. So you couldn't leave. And they would send in, you know, I can't tell you the the process of what they did, but um, the night before, you know, um, they changed our pitch. And we, you know, so for two weeks, we've been practicing. I'm still working from there, but they took all my husband's lines and gave them to me. Oh, boy. 
And so I'm like, okay, I got this, you know, I can do this. And then they changed the lines. So if when you watch the episode, you'll see I start out, I'm confident, and then I get stuck because that's where his line was. And then I'm like, okay, Mark is like so kind. And he's like, I don't know, just start again, just start again. And I'm like, okay. So I start again and I get stuck right there again. And then, you know, now I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm physically hit, you know, doing this right. on national TV and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And, um, you know, they're all being very, uh, gracious, um, to me. So we try again, we eventually get through it. And then Mark stands up and gives me one of these, you know, huge standing ovations. And it was just like, okay, now let's move on. But they had to have that drama. Um, they film, they, they start with what 40, is it 400,000 people apply and they wow. get down to 80, 80 actually air, you know, it's, it's numbers like that. And even though you are in front of the sharks and they film you, doesn't mean you're going to air. And so now I'm looking at, I've spent this money. I've spent this tremendous amount of time. I'm away from my family and all of this. And you don't know it airs until like three weeks before it does. And how do you prepare for that so quickly? You know, now I'm going to get all these people coming to my website. You know, what what do I do in that short period of time? So it's a crazy, crazy ride. But I, uh, would, I would probably say after watching all the episodes, 80% of those who do air benefit tremendously. There are a few that, that go out there and are quite shamed. Right. And it's usually because of their behavior. You know, they were arrogant. And that's the one quality you can't show on oh, Shark Tank. They'll right. you alive. Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's an, uh, an incredible story. Thank you for that. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, one, uh, have, you, are, have you or are you writing a book? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, something I, I do, well, you know, so now I sound arrogant. I get asked no. that all the time. No, 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 not at, no, <laughs> but, not at all. Um, but, um, you know, there's interesting things in my life before this. I think I right. do have a story that would be beneficial um, and interesting. Um, and, uh, but you're under obligation in and I can't say the word perpetuity uh, forever. I can't share some information sure. about Shark Tank. Of course. So, you know, yes, I think um, there is a story. Uh, you know, I came from, um, gosh, you know, my, my, my dad and both my parents came from the Mississippi Delta. And uh, from, they, they picked cotton, you know, uh, a one room type house with an outhouse. I mean, I even saw the outhouse because their parents were still living, you know, in that situation. So incredibly poor. Um, my dad had to drop out of high school to um, uh, work in the fields to wow. feed his mom and, and sisters. So he joined the Navy at 17 with his mom's signature and he was sending what little money that was home, you know, and then meantime, he's having, you know, my brother and myself. And so, um, you know, my dad goes, he sets really good examples. Um, he got his GED, he got his master's degree through the wow. Navy and, um, you know, uh, invested in some real estate land, that kind of thing. Ends up, um, he, as a Lieutenant commander in the Navy, when he's forced to retire 
at 47 because they wouldn't let him do more than 30 years. He'd still be in if he could, you know. So, you know, it's an interesting story coming from that perspective um, and seeing my dad work hard and, uh, um, you know, both my parents encouraged curiosity. So when I, I wanted, I had a question, wow, what is this? They would have me discover what it is, you know, either get the book because we didn't have the internet, you know, or uh, go, let's take it apart and see how it works. Let's see how we can make it better. Um, you know, those kind of things. Um, I think it all exposure to uh, the largest typhoon in Guam when I lived there, you know, surviving that, uh, not having electricity for months, um, seeing the devastation and, you know, real poverty and hunger and, um, you know, beyond mine, you know, uh, living a true existence of will there be enough food, you know, as poor as we were, but at the time never realizing how poor we were, you know, right. we, were, we had love and, you know, relationships and we were, I was never hungry, you know, so there is a story. I think it, it could inspire, uh, you know, but we'll see. No question. Well, there, again, a lot, a lot to unpack. I, I think it's, it's amazing. Well, that in itself is a book, but I think, and, and kudos to your parents who are obviously very wonderful people, amazing people. Um, and that's manifested itself in, in their children. Uh, just, just the process that you had to go through with Shark Tank when you were talking a few minutes ago is it's a tale, it's a, it's a lesson, it's a story for any entrepreneur starting our business. And it doesn't have to, and it, it, it doesn't have to be about getting on Shark Tank, if you will. It's, there are so many pieces to your story that you recognized and kudos to you for doing that on just how to on managing your business, recognizing, you know, the risks that you were taking, the you know, the cost benefit of what you were, you know, of what you were doing, the time that you were spending, and and all the homework you did, because again, it doesn't have to be necessarily someone who's watching in all the episodes. You know, that kind of study translates to so many businesses that people are getting involved in just having that, that amount of understanding of the market you're getting into and the amount of the time you're spending learning about it and planning it out. Like again, like that segment of this show is a book in itself. And it's a lesson that people I hope will follow you and, and listen to this and take a lot from to try to, you know, make their goals happen. I, I agree. I think going through the process, uh, uh, completing the paperwork and having those conversations um, uh, really does prepare a person um, to have uh, to, to know what some of the, the, the steps you go through before you're sitting in front of an, an investor. Um, right. You know, you've got to get these documents together or, you know, on Friday when they do the next cut you may not make it. So now you're in a, a crunch. Oh, how do I do this? You know, so you're, you're learning and you're doing it fast. And, um, you know, so there, there are a lot of steps there that uh, they kind of, I don't, they don't hold your hand, but because they are telling you, this is what I need. I mean, an investor is not going to really tell you that right out the gate. Right. You need to already have that. And, uh, or they're going to see that you're not prepared and that's a strike. So, 
Um, no, it's it's a uh, learning process, but also at a very high level of anxiety and stress, and um, you know, just uh, you know, if knowing okay, in two days I may be cut. I'm going right. to give you everything, you know, right now. And then, you know, you have a glass of wine when that's over and you're like, oh my gosh. And then that, that next time comes and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. Um, so yeah, you you really expose, I, I really exposed uh, a lot of um, things about my character to the producers on Shark Tank. Um, you know, I broke down and cried uh, when when they were discussing some other steps and, and how I'm not meeting. And it was all about the drama. And, um, you know, so, yeah, you're, you know, but, but your story is, you know, and I'm just like, you know, so we may have to drop you, we may have to make you an alternate. And I'm like, no one wants to hear that. And, you know, so then I'm just like, I'm looking at my husband, I'm in my mind, I'm going, I've spent this much of our money. I've right. spent this much of our time. And, you know, it's not so much I wanted to be on TV and, you know, be recognized. It's, you know, this is the reality is, all of that could be for nothing, you know, at that time you're thinking that, but, um, so I think it was the fact I cried that she said, okay, all right, now I see you can be human and you can be on, you know, so. Wow. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's so many pieces to that story. I mean, just, there's so many little pieces to that story that are so, um, they're so significant, obviously, and your ability to, to handle it, you know, so well and and not throwing the towel because clearly and this happens to entrepreneurs no matter what kind of business they're working on and what stages it's very easy to do that right to just say you know what this isn't worth it i don't i don't have the strength for this i don't have the energy for this the emotional toiling back and forth whether it's you know in your case dealing with these producers or the potential or the the investors on shark tank or it's someone who's not necessarily on Shark Tank and is having to deal that with, with venture capital people or investors. It's very easy to just throw on the towel. Um, and kudos to you for really like just continuing, just push, 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 and finally getting to that, to the finish line. Yeah, I know um, you're absolutely right. I think uh, um, you, you have to, and I know people hear this all the time, you have to be passionate about what you're doing, or you won't survive those mountains. And uh, you know, the the first real resistance you're faced with, your your mind will be, I just need to quit. What else could I do instead of this? Um, and uh, there's been huge mountains before Shark Tank, right? And and an even larger one after with a competitor. And you know, one thing um, that I've noticed about this. Uh, about me, my passion to get this product out there is that um, when those things faced me, not one time did I ever think I just need to quit this. Not once. And, you know, I'm not saying that that, that hasn't happened all through my life, you know, but about this, absolutely. I take whatever that situation is and I say, hey, this is how that's going to work for me. You know, and I think you you have to be made that way and you have to have yeah. that kind yeah. of passion for what you're working on. So it's when they say it's like your baby, if it doesn't feel like it's your baby, you might want to think about doing something else because you would never walk away 
from your baby. And they're going to start pointing out, well, his teeth are crooked. Um, his hair is not quite the right color or, you know, and you're like, no, 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 he's still gorgeous. He's still it, you know, he's going <laughs> to, this is it or she. And, you know, so you don't have that kind of passion when people start, you know, pointing out how their, their toes, the second toes longer than the first, whatever it may be. <laughs> and you still don't see that as beauty then you probably need to be looking elsewhere. Yep. I mean, hundred percent. That's amazing. There's amazing advice for any entrepreneur that's hopefully going to be watching and listening to this. And I just wanted to go back really quickly. I think because there were so many lessons when you were talking through your story of just about that the process with Shark Tank. But one that really well, there's many that stand out. But one in particular was you know how you've essentially kept the majority of your business that you, to, you know, you said it was, I think it was 96%. That's, that's incredible because that is very difficult, whether you're, you know, trying to apply for that show and, and trying to cut a deal with these, you know, very successful and intimidating entrepreneurs, or you're trying to do it in a boardroom with a bunch of VCs where they just, they want control. They want to, they have investors to represent and they're trying to make money for those people and themselves and they want control. So I think it's a really important lesson you lessons that you discussed about, you know, controlling your product and whether or not there are iterations and controlling your business and not selling it out, if you will, potentially you losing that control of what you've worked so hard for. I, I agree. I think that there are uh, entrepreneurs that go on to Shark Tank and uh, they already have a number in their head with what right. they would just give the business away for. And you see those transactions occur and it's like there's a relief. I don't know if those, how many of those deals actually go through because the deal you have on TV is a TV moment. It's not a real deal. Um, you go through another three to six months, even a year. You sign up for a year, basically, uh, to not entertain other investors. Right. And I think all, all of this is public knowledge. Um, but for, so you, you commit to that because you, you say, yeah, I, I'm going to consider this made for TV deal. And you start doing due diligence. So I'm asking questions of Robert. He's asking questions of me, his team. And um, you're going down that road to see, is this a good marriage of partners? Because, you know, I, I am holding out, you know, I got 96%. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's unusual to, uh, to have such of a high amount of equity um, and then go in and have them, I don't, did you, if you saw the episode, uh, Robert says he wants 51% of my, my business. And of course, I'm not going to do that. And I, I, you know, I'm not really happy. Out of the hour and a half we stood there, they choose eight minutes and they don't show the sharks be misbehaving. Um, there was a point that I said to them because they would never let me explain how the lock doesn't matter. Right. It's the fact it does lock that's patented. You know, right. it locks and it's temperature controlled. It's smart lock. What, you know, and so they, they, they wouldn't let me get it out because Lori would, and then, you know, Kevin, and, and it was just like, I find, and they cut, they didn't air this part, but I said, look, you're acting like unruly children. I worked hard to get here. I will be heard. I will be able to tell you about my patent. And I mean, I even, you don't see me walking over to the screen and, and, 
And Mark's like, Rebecca, come back to your mark. You can't, you know, because of coronavirus, you can't do that. And it was just like, okay, it was so <laughs> frustrating. And I finally got to say, right. it's not the type of luck. And that's when uh, there's a break. Of course, they build it all up before the commercial. And then when the, we come back, I've made that little speech and both Mark and, and Robert are now like, huh, this is interesting. But of course, Mark still wants control. I'm mean, not Mark, Robert. Robert still wants, you know, three board seats to our two. Okay, and then, so I have to process. Um, I know st from my statistics, from my uh, studying that um, uh, you have a higher likelihood of erring if you get a deal. Right. So. I, I know because there's been a lot of publicity uh, in writing and, and podcasts um, about people who say, so I took the deal because I knew I'd have a higher opportunity of bearing. So um, I, I, what was my mission for being there? Exposure right. to teach people about what I have and what it's for, to hopefully encourage big companies to, or uh, investors to contact me and say, hey, tell me more. Um, so I needed to air. Now, I'm not saying I took the deal at the end of all this or if I didn't, but I knew taking it right. would help me reach my goal. And then, you know, for a minute or a second, I guess, um, it flipped through my mind. You know, you've got to accept they're using you to be on Shark Tank. You're a prop. You, you, your entertainment, you know, um, without the clown suit, I guess, but, you know, and, and so they're using me. I hopefully fulfilled their goal of getting good TV moment. And, you know, I'm going to use this opportunity too. And that's, if you look at life, that's really what we do. Um, I'm genuine. I, I really Absolutely. will consider a deal with him, especially with Mark coming back in, you know, that, yeah, I'll consider that. It doesn't mean I'll give you control of my business, but we'll talk, you know? So that's basically, it was a, let's keep talking kind of moment because otherwise there's, you know, we're done. Right. So I didn't want to close that door. No, that, that's, I, I appreciate that. And, and if anyone should be wearing the clown suits, it's probably the people you were trying to sell to. Because uh, I, I, can, I can't even, I always kind of think about, the thought about that over the years as I've watched that, like, what is happening when the cameras go off? I mean, the amount of ego in that room is is unprecedented, um, and the personalities. But uh, you know, kudos to you for for plowing through that and, and getting to the finish line. So that that's excellent. So I always, I, I again, amazing. Really appreciate it. all the these little pieces to your story. Really important. A lot to take away. Uh, a, a lot of great advice for other entrepreneurs. So I always like to to stop for a minute and give my guests the opportunity to take the mic away from me and ask a question of myself because they spent so much time uh, answering my question. So um, the floor is yours. Um, well, what, what inspired you to uh, have so much passion for entrepreneurs and uh, to take the time to do podcasts? Because I know it's, uh, you know, from a viewer perspective, you're thinking, oh, that's 20 minutes. It's really so much more. There's planning involved. I mean, it's a it's a huge uh, ask. So, um, what inspired you to have so much um, passion for entrepreneurs and and to do this work? 
Thank you. Great question. I really appreciate that. So, you know, it really all started last, you know, unfortunately when COVID started, um, you know, the world shuts down, business owners, small business owners, and entrepreneurs, you know, everything is just, it's like the world just, and it didn't like, stop. it did stop. And then we had, you know, we had our go- the United States government, you know, try to act very swiftly to you know, how do we get everything back on, if you will, how do we help? What do we do? And there's just all these, next thing you know, there's stimulus packages and PPP and just program after program. And, and there's so much information flooding out there and it impacted everyone, no matter, you know, rich or poor, wherever you stand. And everyone was, everyone felt the impact. Entrepreneurs and small business owners felt it more than anybody did this from, from a business perspective. So, you know, I, I, it, this started when I basically contacted uh, a friend and colleague of mine who wrote a blog and it was about insurance and it wasn't a sales pitch. It was, it was a very poignant pitch, not a pitch, but, but blog about, you know, what's going on right now, what you need to do. So I said, you know what, we should talk about this on camera, if you will. So, and then let's invite some clients and some other people that could benefit from it. And that's where it started. Um, and then I was like, well, I, you know, I got to, you know, I learned a lot of lessons, like, you know, I have to buy a, a microphone and a camera. So there's a lot to your point of there's a lot of work involved. So you learn, you learn as you go. And then, you know, the situation, I felt this kind of last year was moving forward, you know, the situation wasn't getting any better for people for, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs, you know, the PPP money, the first go around was basically going to people that didn't need it. The people that were trying to get it, couldn't get it. So to me, it's like, there's so much going on and yet no one knows the steps to take to just survive, to get access to capital to, um, and not only that, but the other thing that was going on and I give credit to one of my podcast guests, um, who's, who's a big personality. I'm very fortunate to know him. He talked about in our podcast that there's this there's shift has, has already taken place. We left this analog world and we've moved into this fully digital world and it was already happening, but COVID just put it into light speed and business owners and entrepreneurs, most of which weren't prepared for that. So how do you help? educate business owners, entrepreneurs about what the world is they're now living in. Now that COVID took place and this digital world is here and understanding all the technologies that are available and how it can make your business more efficient, how to leverage social media, you know, there's just so much and they needed to understand that to survive. And then once they could do that, they can leverage all that and move forward. So as the podcast continued, that was the kind of, you know, I was looking for guests, you know, again, that we're all, that they're all entrepreneurs. They all have some, some great success story. They've all had difficult times, but they kind of understand where we are in the world and, and they're all great people and how they can help others. And that's, you know, and, and I'm very fortunate now that when I have guests, they always want, they always say, Hey, you should, you know, contact this person. So I'm really fortunate now that people are helping my cause and finding other people for me to interview um, because that's what it's about. It's about really delivering some, some piece of actual advice to, to hope it could be one person who watches this episode, um, about, you know, where we're going kind of in the world and, and what, 
how they can really better their situation. That's, that's amazing. I, I truly believe that. I think part of what you do is to make it look like it's easy. <laughs> to do the, and, and it's, but it's not. And, um, you know, I'm sure, uh, it's easy to be, um, a person who leaves comments and, oh, you did, you know, as, as if what you're doing is so easy, they're not giving thought to everything you did to prepare for this. And, um, uh, but, you know, uh, I think as an entrepreneur, you shake those things off. Right. It's like people saying, Hey, this idea will never work when they don't realize, you know, or as a woman, um, I, uh, frequently, uh, come across people who, um, don't really see me as being intelligent or an entrepreneur uh, that will succeed, um, especially in tech, in in manufacturing, in science, in math. You know, I mean, the list just goes on and on. And and it's like, okay, so we have to um, constantly pivot. So as you were pointing out, you're helping people recognize, uh, you know, so this is what it used to be, but we've been catapulted. Now look at where you land when this is over, what can you do now to prepare for that and get, get the jumps on it. And, um, you know, so it helped your podcast. It helped my business because there's a, a bigger desperation for my need, but right. believe me, there was, there was pivots the whole way. Right. And, um, so it's as an entrepreneur, I kind of see it as you have to be on your toes, like a, like Mark Cuban basketball player, you know, and you, but you've got to constantly be there. The moment you get comfortable and start leaning back, people start passing you by and True. processes and procedures start moving forward. And then you, you have to wake up and go, okay, now, now I have to work twice as hard to get back to the lead of that. And, um, you know, in my process of preparing for Shark Tank, I have a competitor who, you know, thank goodness I'm patented issued, but you know, it's, um, it's something to, you can't, you've always got to be aware of the, what, what's going on, what, what play are you doing, what the other team is doing, you know, what the score is, what the goal is. I mean, there's a lot uh, you, you have to, to carry. And um, I think you also hit another really important uh, aspect is as an entrepreneur, I think um, naturally in, in your spirit, you want to help others succeed too. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm constantly, and I, I think it's also because, you know, why I went into nursing is I want to, I don't like to see people suffering and I, I want to help people to do better and feel better and all of those things. Um, so I, uh, I do see that con consistent characteristic in other successful entrepreneurs is that they are frequently looking at others and saying, hey, this worked for me, but you know, what you're doing here, I can introduce you to somebody and you know, it's everybody doing that. How many times have you heard someone say, well, somebody helped me along the way. So I want to help you. And I, I hear that all the time. And it's like the ones who are successful truly have compassion and empathy. I, I agree. I There's agree. not that's the one I, I mentioned it at least once per podcast episode. There's not an entrepreneur or founder I haven't had on this podcast who doesn't say that and they don't and and don't have that within them. Um, they're all they're all great people. Um, they're all extremely busy, but they're taking, you know, and I'm grateful that they can take 30 minutes out of their day to come on and tell their story. And because I think it's going to help. It'll help someone for sure in some way, shape or form. Um, whether it helps them their business financially, 
helps them want to create an idea or, or whatever it is. I think it's, uh, that's, that's what we're, that's what we're here to do. So um, I, I appreciate that. So, um, you've, you, I always end by asking for a piece of actual advice, but you've given probably 500 <laughs> pieces of that. So I think we're, we're good there. Maybe just before we close, what, can you just give us a quick update on kind of where you, what's going on with Dino, with Dino safe right now? Yeah. So, um, I am, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, what? I have to be careful, right? Well, yeah, yeah, no, only, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, only yeah. what you could say, of course. Yeah, of course, we're, um, well, we are preparing uh, for manufacturing and um, plan to come to market this year. And uh, I am uh, moving forward with uh, who I feel to be incredible partners. And um, yeah, it's exciting. I, uh, um, I, I look forward to seeing a world changed by, like I said, the democratization of yeah. ability to receive what you need when you need it and not have to pick up two sick kids and go to the grocery <laughs> store to get Tylenol and, you know, th those kind of things. So um, I look forward to seeing that. I, and me as well. I love, I love how you use that word democratization. It's one of my favorite words. Um, I have a lot of great partners in the investment world and, and they're all, that's their, their big word now is let's democratize investments. You know, it's not about the one percenters or the accredited investors, if you will. We need to make opportunities available to anyone that has the ability to do so. And so one of my favorite words. And so, Rebecca, thank you so much. This is a really incredible episode. I can't wait to there's so much content and so much that I will I'm going to take out of this person. I look forward to, you know, putting it out for other people who there's a lot to learn. And, you know, like I said, there's so many great pieces of advice within the episode. So again, thank you for being here. I uh, wish you all the best and look forward to, you know, obviously keeping track of what's going on with, with uh, DinoSafe. Well, th thank you for inviting me and thank you for what you do. I think it's very important and helps a lot of people too. So I thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll be back again with another episode of Money Talks next week. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and we will be back next week. This is Money Talks. Take care.